today, beach water polo invades Texas. The third Texas Development Summit starts in a couple weeks and a potpourri of items as the summer turns to fall on today's TX Water Polo Podcast. An ocean of powder and dust Somehow I was blind It's me, James Smith, and Joe Linehan is somewhere. Where are you, Joe? I'm in North Texas sitting in my office. Yeah, not in my kitchen for a change. This is good, yes. This is good. Um, but uh, yeah, like you mentioned, the beach water polo tournament. Yeah, beach heavy. water polo tournament. The schedule just came out this morning. And uh, the good news is that there's over 30 teams participating in what I'm expecting to become something of a tradition in Central Texas at the very least. And hopefully expand actually outward more and more. Um, but this is a big deal on the Texas calendar. There's uh, six clubs and a lot of tradition upcoming. So, um, And I know that you were out there at the site to see what it was like and have some uh, obviously have been part of the organization as well. I mean, I just, you know, this is the first time. Uh, this, yeah, it's a total of 33 teams. Uh, uh, Zilla Water Polo was hosting it. So it's Pascal Cohen. And um, and they're and they're and they're set. This is the first time that they're hosting a tournament. So I, so I think they're excited. So I try to help out the clubs that are hosting events for the first time, like along the way, and just kind of give them some some kind of different things to think about. Um, but Pascal has been doing the heavy lifting. They're gonna have three courses, so I think it's about 68 total games over the course of the two days. Um, it's at a water parks, so there's gonna be slides and. Yeah, and like you know, cornhole, beach, yeah, just uh, kind of beach volleyball. There's a whole beach, like kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of area. This is the grand experiment for Zillow, so it's gonna be fun. Very fun. I think this is a. It's trying to mimic some of the ones that take place in Eastern Europe and in California and so on. And and uh, luckily, this is a facility that, at least from my perspective, and I had a conversation with Pascal as well, that uh, seems actually very eager to be hosting an event like this. In fact, they they bent over backwards, from my understanding, to to make this happen. Well, I mean, it's it's late August. You know, school started. You know, I, I am sure the kind of water parks have their attendance kind of dwindling a, a, a little bit. So this is a way to, for, for the local water park that's the, yeah, that's sitting there on, on Lake uh, Travis, it's at what the Valente beach uh, resort. So, and um, it's a way to get more people and kind of, and kind of let people know about, uh, about his resort and stuff like that. So yeah. I think it's, a, it's, it's a very good partnership and kind of kudos to Pascal and his parents and the club that have that have been able to kind of work with them all summer to get this thing going. What are the rules? They, they, they're obviously different than your normal USA water polo tournament. I mean, it's going to be four and four uh, kind of plus a goalie. I think they're playing the best three out of five, and they're playing two five. So there's no clocks. There's only going to be a flip scoreboard. Um, there's going to be one referee. Um, and then they play four and four of kind of plus a goalie there's gonna be a sprint at the beginning of each game and they play games to five right then they play the best three out of five games so that's a match and that's and the and the games are going to go by very quickly because the teams don't line up in the middle after each goal so as soon as the goal happens the goalie gets the ball and he passes on the counterattack, picks it up and goes yeah and then and then i mean it's yeah it's all other uh, uh normal usa water polo rules except for if you're excluded all you have to do is go touch the corner and come back in. Yeah, that's a good one, right? So it's a very fast-paced and quick game, and it should be a lot of fun. So I think so too. What's the um, 
So this is a way, and a lot of a lot of coaches think about expanding the sport, like, and and this attracts some new new players. And I know that you know I'm a coach, you're a coach. Uh, I, I have kids who we we practiced some of this last night, who are really excited about the short course, about lots of motion, lots of movement. You know, you're not necessarily going to be posting up and playing center all the time. Um, how do you see it as a way to grow the sport in Texas and even beyond? Uh, first, I mean, even like even beyond the state of, te- I mean, just a little bit kind of a smaller t- uh, like kind of like area is within a club. I think this is great to be able to just promote your club and growth is it's a fun alternative way to play that can get kids in and play at a uh, like kids that can't swim up and down the pool. Like it can be a transition for splash ball to real water polo, um, but beach but a uh, beach water pole is different. It's a change of pace. And this is what, you know, in like, you know, it's the equivalent of flag football for football. Right. You know, or, you know, like, you know, I, I think baseball, fit the, uh, uh, they have a ton of different games and variations that they can play. Yeah. Without playing actual baseball. Right. So, I mean, and this is, and this is like the backyard equivalent and clubs and coaches should be using it to help you know, just promote skills and awareness uh, in their players, but also just having fun. That's the key thing is, is you know, water polo is a fun sport. A lot of people don't know about it. So, uh, you know, whenever they kind of get to the pool, we need to promote the fun part of it. So, mm-hmm. and that's what, and that's what beach water polo can help clubs do. And if all the clubs, you know, throughout Texas kind of do it, we can just keep growing the sport at a very large pace. So, yeah, it, it, it's even extended to the point where they just hosted the first FINA World Championships. Uh, the part of that competition where we focus so much on the women who are so su- successful is that they also won the first beach water polo tournament. Now, I don't know if you saw that, but that was very odd looking to me because it was, a, you know, set up in a pool, beautiful. In fact, too beautiful. It's like it, I feel like the if you're going to play beach water polo, it should be on some open body of water. Well, it can be, but you know, you, but it's, it's the beach water pool rules and it can be in, uh, it can be in a variety of different settings. So, I mean, it can be at a beach, it can be on a lake like this upcoming weekend, although there's a beach adjacent to it. Right. Um, and then it can also, you know, just simply, you know, be in a pool and then you could have four different beach water pool courses in a 50 meter pool. And then you can get a lot more teams, a lot more games. It's, it's a little bit kind of easier to run because you don't need a full table of, of workers and you only need one referee per game. Um, like you don't need the clocks or the scoreboard because you can easily have like a little flip scoreboard. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, this is, this is something that FINA decided and they wanted to add water pole because they see this as a, as a growth tool within the sport of water pole. Let's really push this. So they, decided to do a beach water pole world championship this past summer. It was kind of a, a grand experiment and teams, I think it was kind of, you know, um, they weren't quite sure how to do it, but they, but yeah, you, you, you know, they got plenty of teams to go and participate. Right. And I think it's just going to grow from there, not only internationally, but also on, on the local level here in the Southwest zone too. I think that's totally cool. But if you think about like distance swimming in the Olympics, the there's open water swimming and they don't just hold that in an extra long pool or you go circles around something like it's like it's in the open water. I'm just complaining. I, I, I like the idea of having it in the open water. And by the way, um, that's one of the things that's so encouraging about this is that 
um, for those who don't live in the state, this is a very active community that you that's on lakes and rivers and so on. And so this this is totally natural expansion of the sport in the state. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to it. And of course, I would prefer to be in lakes or open water. But, you know, I'm also the guy that's like, you know, whatever you can get. Yeah, let's use. You are. So, you're Mr. Practical. That's true. I like so, to complain and you're you're Mr. Practical. But here's the little pop quiz for you. Yeah. Kind of. How many natural lakes are in the state of Texas? A lot, Joe. One. <laughs> Which one? Uh, there's a lake over on the border of Texas and Louisiana. And I could be wrong, so please just uh, just yeah, just text me or whatever or email me if I'm wrong. But there's one natural lake. A lot of the other lakes that are out there, uh, Lake Travis, Lake LBJ, they're dammed parts of the Colorado well, River. We- Everybody knows that, Joe. That's a that's a well-known fact. And by the way, if you if you want to correct Joe, contact txwaterpolo.com. You don't don't go direct to him. We want to humiliate him. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, exactly, because he's a native Texan. He should know better. All right, um, great stuff. I'm really excited about this. To be on uh, to be honest, um, we're participating. Obviously, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be 100 degrees. I'm going to wear a hat. I'm going to hop in the water. It's going to be a great time. Um, and when we come back. There's another big event coming up. It has nothing to do necessarily with hopping in the water, but a big uh, development summit scheduled in Austin uh, in September, and we'll talk about it in just a moment. Have you noticed that there are no advertisements for dental care or online recruiting services on the TX Water Polo podcast? Same with the website, no pop-ups, no banner ads. Well, we'd like to keep it that way, so we're asking for your support. Your donation will help us with new equipment, better sound quality, interesting writers, and maybe even improve podcast hosts. So to help us expand and improve our coverage of the sport and state we love, go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate. That's txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate. And be sure to subscribe to the pod on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or Radio Public. And give us a good rating if you like what you hear. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's waterpolo programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas waterpolo, I always listen to TX Waterpolo Podcast. James Smith and Joe Linehan on the TX Waterpolo Podcast. Joe, on uh, September 7th, the third annual, and I suppose it's going to be annual, right? Uh, Development Summit is going to take place in Austin. You've invited, you're the organizer, and you've invited coaches, referees, probably some parent representatives as well. Um, It's a pretty big deal, uh, and I've attended a couple times. And so what is it that we can expect at this one? And, And actually, what is it? There's a lot of people who may not be familiar with what it is that we're trying to accomplish with this. Yeah, so September 7th at the Embassy Suites Austin Central. We're going to take over a conference room, and we'll have about 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 30 plus coaches, club admins, and referees that come and just discuss a, like a variety of topics. This is the third time we're yeah we're doing this. 2017 and 2018, we actually did it in the middle of December. Now that was that turned out to not be the best date in the world and time frame because there's swimming, there's the holidays. So this year we moved it up to September. Be honest with you, it's probably not still the best date in the world, and eventually we're probably going to move it to August. But um, but for right now, it's just an opportunity for coaches, club admins, and referees, yeah, yeah, to get together without it being rushed. Right. 
because that's what happens is that all these different events you have the coaches don't really get an opportunity to, to sit down and talk to each other. They might talk to each other for five, 10 minutes and they have, then, then they have to go get their kids in to warm up or play a game. And then the referees, they might get to talk to each other, but they don't get to talk to coaches about the various things. And so we created this kind of this, everybody kind of coming together and talking about like, you know, various topics to where it's in a moderated setting. Everybody has a say. And then we just, and it's, everybody can give their opinion and we may not agree with, with somebody else's opinion, but they can give their opinion and the rationale behind it, but we can just, and then if there's any major issues that, you know, we can kind of talk through it. Like, you know, a couple of the major issues from the last couple of years has been, you know, you know, like the calendar, you know, we, uh, you know, we want to make sure the calendar is set. We don't have conflicting tournaments that are going to hurt each other. You know, you know, some other things that are happening is just, you know, the, you know, this is a good and bad thing where kids are going from club to club or something, you know, so we want to make sure that, you know, we understand there and it's proper kind of a communication between a coach and coach, not a coach going directly out of a kid. Right. So, or a parent. Um, so, you know, it's these type of issues that need a little bit more than a five or 10 minute conversation on the side at a tournament that we can kind of delve into. Plus it's a little bit of a social setting to where, you know, the coaches get to know each other like, like a little bit because you know what our, uh, like, you know, Texas and the South zone, you know, you know, we've come a long way, but we're still, we're, we, yeah, we're still on the frontier. There's still a ton more to do and we need to work together. Right. I mean, yes, you're trying to beat the other team, but we need to work together to, to try to get this this whole uh, water pole growth yet in the next level. Well, right. There's no such thing. It's contradictory to think that you can only serve your own club's interests without the help of others. I mean, meaning that even at the very level of competition, if you don't have anybody to compete against or nobody wants to compete against you, then your your club won't be successful. But you, you mentioned that we are organizing this. Who exactly is we? Uh, we, I mean... I'm the primary person that right. kind of invites people and sets it up, but I solicit the topics from the coaches and club yeah. admins and referees. Okay. So I'm not the one that's going to set the agenda. Everybody else is going to set the agenda. Right. And then we have different moderators. Um, we're going to be, it's going to be a similar format than what we used in 2018 to where we have a coaches meeting and then we have a separate referee meeting and then we have a like and that and then we have a joint coach club admin and referee meeting right so, a brawl i mean no it's not a brawl that okay. is not that is no it's it is it's talking about it, i mean no we don't want to go there no it is everybody is getting together and talking on like kind of giving their opinion on on, on like just like like just on different things and it's yeah, we want to keep it, it very it very professional, but it's going to be to the point, um, and everybody's going to have a say. So I'm not the one necessarily making the agenda. The coaches and club admins are and referees are. So. Right, and for the record, last year was not a brawl. It was actually very civil. Um, the, both, yeah, just both years have been civil, and this year is going to be civil as well. It it's will. a moderated conversation. It's not just a, it's not a free-flowing thing. 
So. You're you're the facilitator. You you tamp down anybody's uh, anybody's instinct to to filibuster. I like that. So, um, but who's invited? I mean, because this this you're a USA Water Polo representative. You're not only a USA Water Polo representative. Can any coach from the state of Texas, any referee, attend? Anybody that wants to come can come. Um, I send it out to all registered coaches, club admins, and referees. Right. That's who I send it out to. And um, and pass it along to, like, you know, there might be um, some parents that are actual club admins, you know, within the club, but they're not registered as club admins with right. with, uh, with USA Water Polo. Uh, they're going to be invited to participate as well. So, I mean, and kind of, and kind of high school coaches, you know, they can come or the high school referee, uh, you know, they can come. So this is, you know, this is like the issues that are going to, are going to be between coaches, the issues that are going to be between referees. And then we get together with the, with the issues between referees and coaches. And, and it's, and it's been very, and it's been very positive and it, it, it allows everybody to get a little bit of insight on what other clubs are doing. Are you and aware? Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, and, and that's a very important thing because, you know, um, you know, we're talking about the uh, like the beach water polo tournament this upcoming weekend. Right. So this is the first true tournament that Zilla is hosting. And we can talk about it. And, yeah. And yeah. And we can give people information on the steps to host a, 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 an event. But until you do it. It's I mean. It's, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So, um, and, but at this summit, we do try to bring up those type of things just so, you know, the team that's, a, that is attending the uh, tournament knows I need to get my rosters in because the person that's is kind of hosting, uh, they're doing step one, step two, step three, step four of which the rosters are a small piece. So if yeah. you don't get your rosters in, then they can't print out the rosters or score sheets kind of kind of kind of kind of for the table and the last thing that somebody wants to do is be is be tracking down a coach who who hasn't done the rosters like at 11 o'clock the day before a tournament i got my rosters in this morning it's i, I actually job. yeah i know no very nerdy i actually sort of enjoy it it's a bit of a organizational thing so um all right so uh oh are are you aware of anything uh, any of these kinds of summits that take place anywhere else in the country i haven't heard any but i just don't know I think, I mean, I've told some other people and talked about this with people throughout the country, and I think people are, they have done something the same. Um, you know, there's, I mean, there's always going to be like a, like, you know, uh, like the Tisco Water Pool annual meeting that's in September. Right. That always happens. And then you're going to have that kind of, so like. I think different people are trying to are trying to do this in their own little ways. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about that. If we have listeners who are obviously we're going to mention some who are outside the state of Texas coming up here in a moment. But if you uh, if you know of any of these kinds of we call it a summit, um, if you call it something else where you get coaches, referees, uh, officials and parents together, just let us know. It'd be very interesting to hear. And um, USA and, and USA Waterpool also did their own uh, summit this past right. uh, January as well. Right, right. Yep. So, and that just brings people from across the country and talk about some different things. So. Cool. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. There's just a couple things left on the uh, agenda list, and we'll be right back with the TX Water Polo Podcast. Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. <laughs> It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. We're wrapping up here. 
Um, just a couple other items to cover um, in admittedly a pretty small, uh, slow time of the year for Texas water polo, which is fine. That's what it's, it's a totally expected thing. Um, number one is that we're less than a month from the first ODP camp. Um, full disclosure, I'm the head coach, so like I'm, I have an interest in spreading the news. But one of the unique things is this year is the first time that there will be a West region championship. And it's basically a precursor to national championships where the teams from the West get together in Utah and they compete on their own so that you can come away with a championship for basically all the teams that aren't going, you know, that aren't from California, that aren't from the East coast, that aren't from the Midwest. Um, and in the meantime, you get to bring a bunch of kids. So like each team is going to have uh could have as many as I think 13 players. So that's 26 per age group. Um, you can show, you can bring them to Utah, watch them compete, evaluate them, get them ready for national championships. And th after that, you will pick your final roster. It's, it's a very interesting addition to the program. Yeah, they did the East Region Champs in, two, in January, this past January. That was so, the model, right, yeah. Uh, and that was out in North Carolina for the Southwest Zone, or I'm sorry, the Southeast Zone and the Northeast Zone, the Midwest Zone. And it went great, so they decided to bring it to the other zones outside of California and do it in Salt Lake City. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So Me too. September 22 at the University of Texas in Austin is the first camp for ODP. And you can always check out that stuff out on, um, what's the website? odpswz.wordpress.com. You can check that out. Um, and speaking of the fall season, it's picked up pretty heavily. Obviously, we spoke with Mark Lawrence of Austin College last week. They're starting their practices uh, this week. Um, in fact, they might be in the pool right now. Um, but it's taking place all over the country. And uh, a little plug, Total Water Polo, uh, the, twi the Twitter feed, you go out – Go there and check out a bunch of tweets from high school and college teams from all over the country, Ohio, California, Georgia, Michigan. They're all ramping up for the fall season. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, our like our high school season in the spring here, but I mean, I don't I mean, I think it's we're just gearing up now. The, like the schools are starting. The clubs are starting either last week, this week or next week. And uh, we got the Zillow tournament the beach water polo event, uh, like, you know, this upcoming weekend, we got the Armadillo classic up in North Texas and then H town showdown. Right. And then there's the Octo polo fest. You got people registering for October and champions cup. So it might be a little slow right this second, but it's about to ramp up real quick. Exactly. This is the point. It's a, the, the schedule this fall is crazy busy, but it's just, we have this lull right now as everything's getting ready to ramp up. Um, the and uh, a little short item, Joe, is uh, I'm thinking about doing a podcast for Total Water Polo. Total Water Polo is back. I'm going to try to start covering stuff all over the country again. So to just keep that in mind. All right. OK, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, you sound you sound ecstatic. So I'm happy about that. All right. Um, a special thanks today to all of our friends in Illinois. If uh, so. So, Joe, if. If you take all of the cities that are represented in our downloads, like the, the, those who have downloaded, and there have been hundreds of you who've downloaded the podcast, you can break it out by city. So give me the top five. I would, guess, I would guess Houston probably, um, Dallas, probably Austin. You know, I don't know about kind of some of the littler towns, you know, like uh, Richmond Rosenberg or – uh, you know, kind of like like Denton, Rockwall, Flower yeah. Mound, or something like that. Flower Mound. There it goes. Here, here's the order. You ready? Flower Mound, 
Austin, which is good because that means my family's probably downloading it. Houston, and then in number four, Hinsdale, Illinois. Who would have thought that? In fact, it's ahead of Dallas, which is fifth. So we've decided to annex Hinsdale, so congratulations. You're all Texans now. Genuine appreciation to our friends in uh, Illinois for for uh, joining us. Chicago's on that list as well, top 10, I think. So um, also, if you like what you hear here, obviously give us a good rating on whichever platform you use to listen to us. And do yourself a favor and listen to some of the water polo pods like Off the Deck, Near Side Low, the Cross Pass podcast, all of which you can find on the TXWaterPolo.com homepage. And finally, we want to hear from you, especially if you have uh, corrections or any other information of stuff that we should be following. You can find us at pod at TXWaterPolo.com, on Twitter at TXWaterPolo, Facebook TXWaterPolo, Instagram TX underscore waterpolo, and on the web at txwaterpolo.com. We're done, Joe. Thank you very much. And thanks to all of you for listening and telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast. Until next week, so long from Austin. Yeah, take care, Jim. Closer to me